You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. So 
know yourself first is probably the first rule in anything, but particularly when it comes to relationships and really getting very clear on the vision of the relationship that you want so that you can focus on that and magnetize that is really, really helpful. The second one, and I think I have to remind myself of this a lot, is bring your best energy, particularly when you are in a relationship for a long time. And I'm just going to say marriage because it's an easy example, but I think business partnerships get this way, parenting relationships get this way. When you're in a relationship for a long time, it can get really natural to sort of slip into just the day-to-day grind mode the kind of do your business, do your thing, get on through the day, go to sleep, start up to, you know, again tomorrow. It, we, we get very acclimated to the business of being in relationships together. I mean, I think about a relationship that becomes a marriage or a permanent partnership. We're on our best behavior in the beginning all the time. And people joke about that, like that's somehow dishonest, but it doesn't have to be. If we were that intentional about being on our best behavior all the time, all throughout the lifetime of a relationship, the chances of those relationships being lifelong relationships are much greater. But it it quits being that way. And I understand why. Dogs, kids, houses, bills, jobs, commutes, things to fix, things that need to be taken care of social commitments, all of it, it can get really hard to put your best face on every day. And we kind of want a safe place where we can just sort of let it all hang out and unwind and maybe not have to be sparkly and shiny. But I still think making an intention to show up with our best energy really matters. I mean, my life is busy, busy, I got stuff going on. And I am not proud to admit that it is not unusual for my husband to go to work when I am still in bed, that happens every day, and come home and find me in bed because I nap in the afternoon. Um, So, I mean, what kind of energy is he leaving and coming home to every day? It's a valid question. Am I working on putting a smile on my face and being pleasant? Or am I just kind of grumping through the evening? We know this, it's basic, but I think being very, very intentional about the energy that we bring to a relationship really matters, rather than just letting it kind of slip into that default mode and start creating very default sort of results. Number two is play the appreciation game. (sighs) Years ago, or this is number three, sorry, number three, play the appreciation game. Years ago, Oprah did an episode um, where she interviewed a panel of 50 men who had affairs. And the question was, why? Why did you have an affair? And the answer was incredibly unpopular with a lot of women. The answer that came to the top consistently was, I didn't feel appreciated at home. Now, that's dicey because it it kind of sounds like some form of victim blaming, right? Like it's my wife's fault I went and had an affair because she wasn't appreciating me or paying enough attention to me. And at first glance, even that makes me cringe. Like I kind of cringe with that. But I also know that appreciation is like relationship insurance and it buffers your relationship against all of the stuff that happens in life. 
And it is also one of those things that we are very good at at the beginning stages of a relationship and tend to dissipate incrementally over time. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. Men like to feel appreciated a lot. Women like to feel appreciated. And there's lots of ways where appreciation shows up in a relationship that come naturally if we're willing to just allow it to be. But there are sometimes in relationships where you actually have to reach a little harder for the reappreciation. But from a deliberate creation standpoint, we know that gratitude and appreciation is massive fuel for what we want more of. So anytime you're experiencing something that you like or that you enjoy or that is lovely, like being willing and able to express appreciation for that is incredible. I mean, it is very rare, very rare that I put dinner on the table for my family that my husband doesn't thank me for cooking. And that may seem like a small thing, but it's really not. It's, it's a formality, it's a habit, and it is not a small thing. Appreciation makes somebody feel seen. And I think that's really what the Oprah episode was actually leaning into. It wasn't that they didn't feel appreciated. These were men who didn't feel seen. They felt take, taken for granted in their relationships. And when I talk to women, I hear that a lot. I don't feel seen. I feel taken for granted. Appreciation buffers against all of that. And that is a profoundly powerful thing to leverage if you want a better relationship. The fourth thing on my list is kind of like similar to appreciation, but not quite the same, which is look for what you want to see. Abraham talked a lot about the list of positive aspects. And I think there's magic in that, right? Like whatever it is that you want to see in your relationship with your husband or your children or your parents or your business partner, look for that. Set an intention to keep your eyes peeled for it. Really pay attention so that you are noticing where it might show up. Huna philosophy says energy goes where attention flows. And if your attention is on finding those things in your life, finding those things in your family, finding those things in your husband or your wife, the attention alone is going to fuel that with energy and you will start seeing it. We always see what we're looking for. And what tends to happen in relationships is irritations and resentments build up and we start looking for the things that irritate us and we find resentful or we get resentful about and we see what we're looking for. I mean, the human brain is constantly trying to prove itself right. So if we set an intention that we're really going to seek out those positive aspects, we will see those positive aspects in the partners. It's just the way the system is set up, and it works like clockwork. It's pretty cool. So we're going to pause really quick for a brief commercial break. I'm going to come back with what I think is the most important sort of final thought on relationships. There is no choice in life that will have more impact on your happiness than who you choose to share it with. Everyone wants to find that one big love. However, most people are looking for that love kind of like they would play the lottery. Finding great love is not a game of chance. For Your Soulmate by Lisa M. Hayes is a by-the-numbers guide to finding the love of your life and creating a life you love. Score Your Soulmate is a step-by-step -step soulmate finding formula that anyone can follow. What you will get along the way is a swoon-worthy life you'll want to share with that perfect someone. You can find Score Your Soulmate on Amazon or your local bookstore. Get your copy and start your journey to happily ever after today. My final thought is 
that we, we have to give relationships the attention and the energy they deserve. They, they don't do well adrift. They don't do well in isolation. They don't do well when we are just letting them happen. I mean, again, back to kids and bills and houses and jobs and dogs and stuff and what have you, it's really easy to let that relationship roll down to the bottom of the priority list really quickly. And you will hear couples say, my relationship is a priority or my kids are a priority. Kids usually keep themselves at the top of the list pretty easily. But if you want to know what your priorities really are, you can take a look at your life. Where you invest your time, money, and energy is where your priorities are. That's just a fact. And if your relationships aren't getting those things, then if you say that your relationship is a priority, that's kind of not the truth. You're sort of lying. I mean, life doesn't lie. It, It produces really predictable results. I mean, sure, there are situations where relationships kind of drift sideways or go totally cattywampus for things for reasons that are kind of unpredictable. But I would say the majority of the time when I'm talking to a couple who has a relationship in trouble, it's because they put that relationship on autopilot so they could focus on everything else that was demanding attention. Nothing matters more in your life if you are married or in that kind of a relationship then that that relationship stays stable. And so any investment of time, any investment of energy in your relationship is critical to keeping that on course. We can't expect relationships to fuel themselves. And so all of these points that I talked about, like the four LOA hacks that are really, really basic, and I admit they're super basic. Know what you want and focus on your own vision. Bring your best energy to the party play the appreciation game and intentionally look for and seek out what it is that you want to experience. Look for the things that you want to see. Those are good ways to stay at the wheel, like stay at the helm of your own relationship. But even doing that, you're still going to need to put in some time. I mean, I have kids and a job maybe a couple of them, the way it feels right now. I mean, I've got things going on in my life, and so I understand how easy it is to let that slide. And I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I don't do nearly as well at any of those four things, and I don't do as well as investing time and energy in my marriage as I should. And I can tell almost immediately now, I mean, I pay closer attention, but it doesn't take long before I start to see changes in my relationship when I'm not doing those things. So, I mean, my sort of umbrella tip, my umbrella LOA hack about how to have a relationship you really love is to do relationships with a lot of intention, attention, and time. Be willing to give the person or the people that you love the kind of time that they deserve. Relationships are really three people. I mean, marriages are three entities, actually. There's you. You have to give yourself the time and attention and energy that you need as your partner. That second entity also does. But the relationship with the marriage itself is almost the third entity. And if we're not feeding it, it will shrivel and and go south pretty quick. So I know that this stuff is basic. We're not saying anything incredibly revolutionary here. But like I said, I think that one of these things would have an impact on a more positive relationship. But if you want a relationship that's thriving, 
you probably want to check and make sure that you have all of these things in place almost all the time. I mean, we're not perfect. It's not going to be all the time, but almost all the time, because I don't think a thriving relationship is going to do well with any one of these pieces missing. So if you need any information from me or you would like to check me out, my website is Lisa M. Hayes. That's Lisa Marie, Lisa M. Hayes.com. And I would love to hear from you if you have questions. And thank you so much for listening. Big love to you. Some people think that the stars dictate who we are or even what will happen to us. But nothing could be further from the truth. You are the boss of you. And your stars simply reveal your most radiant and potent self. If you'd like to know exactly what they have to say, visit loastarmap.com and find out how I can help. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back here next week. For more information, you can find me at lisamhage.com.